All right, y'all. Welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. This is episode 36, and I am your co-host, Courtney. And this is Kiana. And it's... I guess maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> okay, never mind. I know exactly what you were about to say. No, it ain't yet. Yet. But, <laughs> you know. Okay. Anyway, that's the way to start off. Y'all, we are super excited Yay. because we have another guest on the show. And this one is a mutual friend of both of ours, so that makes it even more exciting just because it's like family for us. Um, So welcome, Marco. What's poppin'? <laughs> Let's shake this shit up a little bit. The kid What's is in town. <laughs> We are super excited. Marco and I are in Cleveland, um, wishing Kiana was here. Yes. So we could do it all together, but we're glad we could finally make this episode happen. Yes, Marco. We are so excited to have you. And I'm just excited to talk to you. (laughs) For sure. Number one, thank you for having me. I love bitches, love brunch. And I'm not just saying that because I'm your family. I actually, like, (laughs) really listen to the podcast. (laughs) So, no, I'm really excited that you guys asked me to be here. And, um, yeah, we're going to have some fun. And you guys have probably seen Marco on our um, Instagram because he was our tip a few episodes back. He was one of our tips on on a few episodes back. So we're excited to have him finally on the show. Yeah, so we'll get into Marco probably a little bit. Yeah, for sure, in the segments. (laughs) Y'all going to know. Y'all going to know Marco, okay? (laughs) so yeah a hundred well let's do a quick recap uh last episode we talked about marriage yes with kiana's homeboy larry yes Um, larry came through dropped some gems for us um his wife was there but you know Courtney, I know I tried to tell you this too. Our recording, she was like itching, like I have a story to tell, and it needs to be told now because Larry just didn't tell everything. So <laughs> we were so happy with that episode. Thank you again, Larry, for coming on and blessing us with some gems about marriage and just from a black male's perspective about love. Courtney got in mm-hmm. deep, like what's love, dude? It was like Lauren Hill strumming my pain, right. <laughs> or one of her interludes right. on her the so classic bad, yes on the classic album yes matter of fact I think when we played this or that you chose somebody over Lauren yes Hill, okay so let's ask Marco real quick Marco what do you think would you choose Lauren Hill's discography versus Jamie Foxx's who are you choosing between their what now Lauren, Lauren Hill's Hill. Discography and Jamie Foxx. Just music. Uh, Lauren Hill. (laughs) I wish you could see his Y'all tripping. (laughs) He looks so confused. Like, is that a question? Wait, y'all for real? (laughs) Don't say y'all. Listen, the way I feel this way because... Your age is showing, boo-boo. Oh, don't do that. You were young, boo. Don't do that. First off, I've been been getting by as y'all age for about two years now. Nobody's called me young. (laughs) In a minute. But no, like Lauren Hill, she only has one CD. And then she has the stuff that she's done with the Fugees. And then if you want to put the songs in there from Sister Act 2. But Jamie Foxx has a lot of work. Plus, he writes a lot. Like, his whole discography, I mean, it really does top Lauren Hill's. 
I think. He has he has a larger catalog, but all Lauren Hill needed is she literally did that one classic album and walked away. Literally and never she didn't and have listen, to give a shit out. And never came back you, on time. She never came back on time. If, she don't show up to nothing. If if you go on to the street and ask ten people <clears throat> of Jamie Foxx's albums, how many how many of those people are you think gonna know the names of those albums? Okay, so we just gonna How many people know that Jamie Foxx had an album in the 90s? It was either 80s or 90s. I don't want to do this no more. I I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's that for that recap. (laughs) Because I'm about to, uh uh-uh. That was fun. (laughs) Weekend lover. See? And y'all know I love me some Jamie Foxx. Oh, I love... No shade to Jamie. Shout out to the Foxx. Overdose. I was about to bust out some overdose for you. Don't. Mm-mm. And Jamie got body and birds, so what's popping? <laughs> yes. Y'all seen Django? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we all know how I feel about Django. Yes. I'm gonna be a whole slave. I can't stand you. Here you whole go with slave. this whole slave. Yep. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, now that we got that recap out of the way, thank you, Marco, for chiming in on that. Um, it was only because he was on to... your side. <laughs> Don't be bad. <laughs> we always on the same wavelength. We are going to move into passing the mimosa. Yes. We'll start with Kiana. Kiana, what you drinking? So right now, um, my drink is going to change throughout the show. So I need a little bit of energy because uh-huh. I have been kicking it. And so right now I got a little bit of coffee, but it's going to change to tequila. Oh. Don't worry. I'll be all right. Okay. You must be going out <laughs> after we record. So, yeah. That's happening. That's what? I said, yeah, that's happening. Oh, okay. I was like, I can't uh, drink tequila and still stay in the house. Oh, no, no, no. You know, after this, I'm I'm out of here again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marco, what are you drinking? Um, I am drinking some rum. Ooh. I'm drinking some rum and some... Um, Vernon's ginger ale, yep. to be precise. Yep. <laughs> and let me tell y'all, he had options of the liquor and the ginger ale. Okay. Yeah, you popped in this bitch. It was Puerto Rican. It was Hispanic music all over them. Trumpets and drums was going. <laughs> My shoulders they, was going. <laughs> yeah, they was making some coquito in the corner, some totones. Like, we got real culture in this motherfucker. Yes. So. Yes. I felt right at home, too, though. <laughs> Listen, Marco, I rock with your family during the holidays. I got drunk with your aunties last Christmas. You remember that? <laughs> yes, I got drunk with your aunties last Christmas. We kicked it. They love Listen. everybody. They love whoever I love and who love me. So, y'all family. Yes. Courtney, what you drinking? Same thing as Marco. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Bobcat. He just poured it, so I just drank rum. it. Y'all remember I when told... everybody would go out at OU and get a rum and coke? We didn't care what it was for real. Everybody just got rum and cokes. Ugh, mm. That $3.75 rum and coke, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I was drinking rum. I, okay, wait, maybe I was. I was drinking well if I won. Oh, yeah, goodness. Right. You know they don't make it like they used to anymore? I noticed the bottle downstairs. Wait a minute, really? Yeah. I was like, oh. But that's also what I was like, oh, steer clear. I don't know if I don't know if it's called one if I want anymore like the newer one. I think it's going something else. Don't quote me, but I, something's changed with that. With one five one, I think it's gotcha. just too real for people because it is like a lot, you know. It's like, a lot. 
can fuck somebody up, but yeah. you know. Oh, it has. It's gotten me Multiple. a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is why I have not had it since 2008-2009. As y'all can tell, we've had a lot of great times together. Because <laughs> yeah. I honestly for a second forgot we were recording. Right. Um. Alright. So, Kiana is going to share the good news now. She's going to hit us with a little baby quote. Yes, I got a little baby quote for y'all. Um. So, the quote of this week is... You know, every time. Okay, so the quote for this week is, <laughs> now it's me and my time. It's just me and my prime. Yeah. From Nicki Minaj. I'm the best. Uh-huh. This is from Pink Friday. Okay. Okay, I like that. Yes. I love me some Nicki. I love me some Nicki, too. I feel like right now I just got the pick of the litter. Like, if I want to go real ratchet, I can go to Cardi. If I want to feel like I'm still a girl boss and want to feel empowered a little bit, I can hit up Nicki. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm feeling real in my feminist mode, I'm going to go to some Janelle Monet. Like, we got options. I feel it. We got hella options. I'm going to be honest. I actually have not listened to Nikki's latest album. Okay. Right? She just dropped something. Yeah, Queen. I've been so stuck on I've been so stuck on Cardi. Cardi's whole album went gold. Like yeah. at least well more, some some songs went more than gold, but right. like all the of the songs went at least though. gold. So Matt, shout out to Cardi. Like mad respect for that. Listen, the album was dope as shit. We love Cardi over here. Cardi's a friend of our yeah, show, and I, she don't even know it. I just hate when they compare the two. Yes. Right. Because it's like, they're in two different lanes. And I'm not saying one's better than the other one. I'm just saying, let them two bitches live. You can have more than one. Like, they Nikki's the bosses. lyricist. Nikki's she the is. lyricist, and she's the vet in the game. Cardi is more of like the bop. Like, she gonna give you a cool bop, and every single time that motherfucker hits, you gonna jig. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna I'm a need both of those, you know? Maybe not the same time. <laughs> but, but see, the, the thing I is, think. the men do it all the time. Like, you can have Gucci, you can have a T.I., you can have a Ludacris. Like, why can't we have right. the different versions of what we like? Like, you, it's so much variety on the male side of rap. You can get a Gucci, you can get like, a Jeezy, you can get a Young Drug, you know what I'm saying? Or you can get any, and they all are the same kind of trappy rappers, and nobody's like, you gotta sit down, you gotta sit down, you gotta sit right. down. And they're not doing that amongst themselves either, so hopefully Cardi and Nicki can stop letting people, like outside people, get to them. Because like, y'all could just kill this shit and just both do it. Unfortunately, I think it's a wrap. Once a shoe thrown, it's like, bitch. That's true. Right. That's true. She did, though. Shoot. She threw yeah, it's it. That's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Two girls from New York. It ain't happening. Yeah. Ain't no coming back from that. Mm-mm. Shit. I live in Columbus, and you throw a shoe at me, we done. Listen, Cleveland, you want to live. I'm calling the goons on your ass. <laughs> Quick, okay? Very. Quick. <laughs> it's done. So, yeah, that well, was. Great quote, Kiana. I like that. Yeah, yes. thank you, thank you. I thought it would be a good <laughs> quote to set the tone for the episode. So this episode, we really want to get into pretty much reflecting on our past year that we've just had, all of us. Um, Marco, you've had a pretty outstanding year, and we've had an opportunity to be close to you and be friends and watch you grow and, you know, us too. And we just wanted to give you an opportunity 
and us an opportunity just to go back and really talk about getting to the shits. Like, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't cuss a lot on the show, but, like, that, I'm with my family, so we're going to get into it. Like, so what happened last year? You know what I'm saying? Like, so what, what went <laughs> on? <laughs> so we can start with our guest. Marco, let them know a little bit about you, and then let's start from, I guess, asking a simple question for all of us, which should be, um, what was your biggest accomplishment this year? Okay. So, Marco, start. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell the listeners. Well, hello, listeners and fans <laughs> of Bitches Love Brunch. Um, I'm honored to be here. My name is Marco Reese Maldonado. Um, okay, I'm a, You feel me? You know, I gotta get into my, my Puerto Rican roots. Um, no, I'm a native of Cleveland, Ohio, specifically Cleveland Heights, Ohio, um, which I love and I rep to the fullest. Um, and I met these two beautiful ladies at Ohio University, um, a place where <laughs> a lot of crazy things happen, but a lot of <laughs> great people um, get educated with brick roads and cheap drinks and um, good times. <laughs> 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 but no, man, I'm, um, I'm pretty down-to-earth, chill, cool guy that is just on their grind and trying to find his passion. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do now. And I think this year has been kind of, I don't know, an eye-opener for me because I was presented with certain things that I thought about and maybe dreamed about, dreamt about, excuse me, but never really thought it was going to happen. Um, so just give you a little bit of background. I've been in corporate America at J.P. Morgan Chase for about six years now and just kind of been hopping around different little roles just trying to figure out what I like to do, but just liking that bag that J.P. Morgan's been giving me. So <laughs> right. um, anybody that's been knowing me knows I'm just like a free spirit. I travel a lot. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a boring person. I just like to kind of go with the flow, and I'm very outspoken. I'm very genuine. I'm very sensitive at the same time, but I'm just, um, I'm just all about having a good time and living life to the fullest, and that's what I've been doing my entire uh, career outside of college and a lot of people don't know like what I do and they think I'm some type of like mysterious kind of guy and certain things but I'm pretty much an open book and especially right now <laughs> because I think this is the first year from my surprise that people kind of got to really get to know me because I I guess quote unquote came out on TV <laughs> you which is kind of funny to me and I definitely want to talk about this with you guys because yeah. I never really thought that I was in the closet I, I just honestly really didn't um, and I guess when this shit kind of came out I realized how many people really did not know that I was Strictly Dickly so and can I pause for one second we all want to get no, into I it pause on Strictly Dickly, right? <laughs> because no I, I just I just want to make it clear. So, Marco described himself. I mean, he's going to know himself better than anybody else. But Marco, since the day that I've met him, because I remember the day that I met him, and he looked at me like I was crazy at first. Um, but he's always been 100%. Like, he's going to be... You know, people say this all the time, like, oh, he's so real. She the realest nigga I know, whatever. No, Marco is going to give it to you 100 For sure. Every single time, like every single trip. Um, but to your point, before we go further, one of my things have always been is just like, as I like to call myself an 
ally, but we had a conversation about that on the show. Um, I never felt like as somebody or anybody from the LGBTQ community, like they should have to come out. I don't I come don't, out and say I'm straight. Right. I agree. And I think that is, that is a statement that I've been making throughout this whole process. Um, especially with people from like back home or here <laughs> from Cleveland, mm-hmm. um, or just people that have known me from the past, whether it be from college or high school or just whatever, um, and have come to terms with me and come to terms with the information that's been given to them these days, they're just like, well, why do you even tell me? Or like, what was this and what was that? And it was kind of like, my, oh, my, my answer is always like, well, what, what did you want me to tell you? Right. Or like, hey, just so you know. Yeah, like, was I supposed to call you and tell you specifically certain things? Like, no, when I say that, I wasn't hiding from anybody. It was like, yo, if we had that conversation, then we just had that conversation. I don't want to, like, downplay what I was doing. Like, I did come to a realization that, yeah, I wasn't a 100% transparent with everybody. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to stay away from that because there was a certain level of denial Mm. because I was comfortable with myself, I will say. And I think it took me moving to Phoenix Mm, um, as like a milestone in my life that made me comfortable because that was the moment where I detached from my comfort zone. Yeah. And I detached from the people I grew up with and my college friends and my fraternity and like everything like that. So I went to a place where it was completely foreign from where Mm -hmm. I was from. And I made a whole nother life there. And you got to be yourself. Yeah. And I had to be myself. And I was myself before, but right. I feel like after college, it was like I was growing into a young man. I wasn't just like this college graduate. I was becoming a young man and trying to figure out, just like anybody else, like what I liked, what I disliked, what makes me tick, what I want to do as far as career-wise, what type of niggas I liked, mm-hmm. right. what bitches I didn't like, you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> shit like that. So. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure yeah, that out just, right just, now. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm and that's still. what I was going to say. Like, that happened. Like, everybody has that point. Like, especially in... Kiana and I both know this. Especially when you move away. Like, out of... And now, granted, I know I only moved two hours away. But when you're not at your home base... Yeah. Like, you really have an opportunity. And that's how I saw it for myself. As opposed to just like oh my gosh, I don't have my normal surroundings. Like, what am I supposed to do? But I really saw it as an opportunity to really just be like, okay, who who am I really outside of that? And who do I want to be? I think it's that whole mentality of that sink or swim. You know what I'm saying? And I think that all three of us have these characteristics where it's either you put us, you put these fish in the water and either you're going to sink or you're going to swim. And that means that we're going to fight to figure out what we need to do to survive. We're going to fight to figure out who we are to stay in a, ha- a happy state of mind. We're going to fight, you know what I'm saying, to make money and to get opportunities and things like that. And I think that all three of us kind of have those characteristics in common where we're going to make it work. You know what I'm saying? And if we got to bump our heads along the way, we're going to do that too. Right. For sure. And I think that's what life is all about. You know, like, going through those bumps in the roads and going through those, them tribu- like trials and tribulations and uncomfortable situations to, like, really kind of form your character. Yeah. Figure out who the fuck you are. Like, when you're under pressure and when you're 
kind of in uncomfortable situations, you really going to get to see your sh- your true colors. Like, how you fuck it up when it's under pressure. How you fuck it up when it's like, when you have to turn around pretty quickly. That's how you kind of really get to know how yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, that's, that's when it counts. Like, you can be a nice person to nice people, but are you a nice person to mean people? You can be a exactly. calm person in a calm season. How are season. you and how do you how feel about yourself How are you under alone? pressure? That's who you really are. Mm-hmm. True. So, Mark, can we say the name of the show? Who? That you're on? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, being on this show, um, Mark was on Hustle in Brooklyn. Woo-woo. On BET. Ow! Um, <laughs> and I really want to do the Cardi, but I'm going to do it maybe when I'm more sober. Okay. Because I just, I already know that it's not going to come out right. Anyway. Um, so being on the show and coming out or not even coming out, like how has that changed or been for you, especially with this whole idea of like, oh my gosh, I came out on, I'm doing air quotes, (laughs) y'all. I came out on TV where you're just like, this, this has been me. I didn't, I didn't know y'all didn't know. Right. I mean, okay. Couple different levels. Um. Number one, when the show was kind of presented, I don't think it really hit me of, like, the impact or, like, the reach that it would, like, how many people it would reach. Clearly, it was, like, national TV. I just did It just didn't click to me. Mm-hmm. So, really, just to give you some background, how I got on the show, Randy, shout out to Randy B. You know what I'm saying? My baby, <laughs> my guapo, all that good shit. Hey, Randy. Hey. Um, he got picked up for the show. Um... Actually, a group of his friends was in, like, a group chat, and, like, one of the people that was connected to one of the producers was like, hey, you know, one of you guys, like, apply for this, I think it'll be dope for you guys, boom, boom, and they chose Randy out of all those people. Actually, Randy was the only one that got chosen out of an application. Everybody else on the cast knew somebody that got picked up. So he was a special case. Yeah. And um, once they interviewed him and they found out he was gay, they was like, oh, plot twist. So who are you fucking? <laughs> Yo, I heard that on the Breakfast Club. That was like, so you in a relationship? <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? No, I said I heard that on his interview on the Breakfast Club when DJ Envy was like, so you in a relationship? Who you with? Right. And they kept saying my name. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. They kept playing. They kept saying Marco in the name. So I got a whole bunch of drop dimes on that boy. So <laughs> I wasn't even there, but that's what's up. Um, but no, so he got picked up for that, and they asked about his love life, and then they Skype interviewed me, and I was only actually supposed to make like a cameo type of deal, like just to kind of compliment Randy. But then, you know, God willing, the network and the production they dug me and. It made me kind of a part of the thing. So, I mean, and it was crazy because Randy's actually from the South. So, his whole approach to this situation was different from mine. Oh, really? All his parents, well, both his, not all his parents, both his parents are pastors. His sister's a pastor. They grew up in the church. Like, so, this was completely shunned upon in his world. Mine was more just the minority culture telling me no. And the urban culture that I grew up in telling me no. Yeah. His was more of the black culture 
and the black church, southern church culture. Wait, pause, Marco. So both of y'all in both, his head now. Both of y'all came out on the show? Yeah. Okay. So I guess him more likely than me. But and, and we battle with the network too because I feel like we were the only two cast members that had kind of like the most to lose in this situation of like trying to present ourselves to TV because nobody else like everybody else was kind of exposing who they were in their life but when it came to this specific thing especially how people in society kind of shape it how we owe you an explanation of like who we are and we owe you the explanation of like who we love and we're supposed to just lay that all on the table for you guys to feel comfortable about yourselves (laughs) so we had to do that and worry about the reactions of our loved ones and our parents and our our jobs and our social lives and our professional lives. And a lot of people don't realize that till this day, yes, it's not as a big of a deal as it used to be, but still, are, people are still stuck in those times. They are. Where yeah. It does matter to them. And as soon as they figure that part of you out, how they treat you, how they talk to you, it shifts. It's different. It's, it's weird. It's awkward. It could just be all these different things. So we just wanted to be choiceful on how we present it and how we approach this on TV by being still respectful to our people, you know, because we wanted to inform them as much as possible before you just either watch it on TV and just find it out yourself. Um, so I, I just feel like we just had... Th- the most to lose and I guess like a hot seat on us and like just like the spotlight on us because before maybe everybody wasn't fully informed about both of our sexualities individually. Yeah. And like I saying, like I, denial kind of like shoots at me a little bit just because was I completely like down low and nobody knew about me and I wasn't living my life? No, I was living my life with niggas out here like doing what I had to do. But I was always just a discreet person that just kept to myself in general. It had nothing really to do with my sexuality. Yeah. yeah. It never really did. But I would be lying to myself if I didn't say that I could have had certain conversations with people earlier. I could have. Mm-hmm. But then... For me, I just felt like, why did I owe you that? It had nothing to do with me being secretive or me being ashamed. I think it was just maybe my prideful self saying, well, why the fuck would I owe them this to make them feel comfortable when I'm really the one that's battling with this shit because I'm the one that got to deal with it. I feel that. If you could... (laughs) I know this is going to be hard. But, Kiana, this question is you too but just off of everything that Marco was saying because um, a lot of this has been in the latter half of the year for you but if you could give 2018 a word like one word what would it be? Shook. <laughs> That's a good Kiana, one. Kiana what's your word? Um, I'm trying to think of what I my have word a, is I don't too. think I can have a word. Can I have a phrase? Sure. I would just call this year 
an uphill battle. Okay. Okay. What about you, Claire? So, yeah, not to be cliche and on Michelle Obama's tale, but I would say becoming. Yeah. So, um, why, why becoming? I'll be honest, it really hit me the day before my birthday. <laughs> my homeboy called me to tell me happy birthday, and it was actually the wrong day. <laughs> and that was fine. But we had a really good conversation, and, you know, we were just, like, catching up, and he was asking, you know, what was new, whatever, whatever. So I was telling him how I had a promotion um, at work. I got my certification for HR, and that I had recently been asked to join the executive team of my job. So I'm on the leadership team with like our CFO and our chief strategy officer. Um, And it did not hit me until that moment after all this time that I was like, bitch, you are getting everything that you said you wanted. Yes, God. (laughs) And, and, and this is one of my favorite scriptures. I won't, maybe I'll put this in the notes when we post about this episode because y'all don't know the Bible verbatim. Um, but I have not arrived. I'm still striving for everything that's ahead of me. But it was like, this is what you have been working for. And I just really had not taken a moment to embrace all of that and say, you did it. Yeah. Like, it happens. And, like, and not to, like, back off, because... As a double minority, we can't do that. We don't have that luxury Mm. um, to, like, pull back or even coast. So your girl is still going. But it was just like, okay, you're good as far as your career. Like, what else do you need to focus on and prioritize? Yeah. Um, And so that's why it's just been this. And I've always felt like I've been becoming. um, But I think which is why representation matters. Um, the title of Michelle's book is just so fitting because we're always becoming. And this was just, this is just another phase of that for me. I receive that. Yeah. I really do. And I can agree with you because, and I say shook, I guess that's the ghetto way of saying becoming. <laughs> the ratchet way. When I say I was shook, I was... Number one, 2016, broke me. I remember you saying that, yeah. Broke me, guys. Like, I was... Because everybody thinks... Everybody that knows me, like, extendedly and even, like, closely... I'm a very optimistic, positive guy. I really am. And I think everybody thinks and thought that I was just always this kind of, like, happy person all the fucking time. And I tried to be, but at a certain point, I was kind of like, who the fuck am I, who, who the fuck am I trying to fool? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I'm not happy. In 2010, I was just not happy. It was just a rough year. 2017 is where it kind of like all made sense of why I wasn't happy. And in 2018, it was just new things that were coming my way that challenged my comfort 
that pickled my tickle in a positive way, but still was scary as shit. Cause kind of like I'm facing fears, I'm facing adversity, I'm facing challenges that I'm excited about, but at the same time, like oh shit, can I do this? Like what's mm-hmm. going on? So it was like 2018 was a year of just opportunities, potential opportunities. And some I did take, some I didn't take. Um, I don't have any regrets, but I do think sometimes, like, damn, you know what? Why I ain't take that shit? Or like, why not had a boss enough to just jump and do that? Mm-hmm. But I will say that this year is something that number one, I've taken somebody intimately very seriously, and I've been holding them down publicly. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something new for me. Yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like That's public very is a true. certain thing because it's a you take it to another level where you're creating this risk of other people interfering. Outside noise yeah. is really the shit that be really fucking up out like relationships for real when you let that outside noise, you know, come in between that. So in two thousand seventeen when I found that love, two thousand eighteen, when y'all wanted me to put it to the world, yeah. I was like, Tom on. Yeah. Yeah. I just got good with my shit and my dude and you want me to just like put it out there like what all humility this motherfucker fine too so it's like if I put him out there and say that I'm with him niggas ain't shit out here you know what I'm saying like they try to sabotage shit just off GP just right just abort a a rainy day (laughs) exactly and I mean again like I have enough confidence in my relationship and what I give my relationship to know that it's gonna be okay but I do have enough common sense that we're all human, that all have insecurities, that all have our good days, our bad days, and we're not exempt from anything happening. So I had to take all that with a grain of salt and just present my entire life, my love life, my sexuality, just my personality, and just kind of throw it out there based off new beginnings and opportunities that came about, and this is what the sacrifice that I had to do to take those steps and I took that sacrifice and yeah, shook the motherfuckers, the word. (laughs) You know, one thing you said is that like, one thing that stuck with me when I left OU, which is so crazy because it literally was the last day I was at Ohio University and it was on my commencement day and our commencement speaker, I always take this quote with me because it's so true and that's that nobody is immune to the trials and tribulations of life. Nobody. Nobody. So, um, at least for me this year, I I feel like it was an uphill battle because it took me such a long time to really relish in my struggle, in my struggles, and whether that be, you know, starting this podcast or, you know, working out now, you know, consistently, like it's a routine in my life, or adopting a new mindset where I just want to heal and be healthy and be emotionally aware and conscious of not just myself, most importantly myself, but of other people who I'm close to and how I affect them. And I wanted to do all of those things, and this year I really committed to doing those. And I think, for me, it always felt like a struggle. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't proud of the struggle, but then it took for me until the the later part of the year to to really understand, like, if you're struggling, then you're fighting and you're trying. And if you're struggling with something and you're trying and it's an uphill battle, eventually you're going to have to see the top. 
that means you're on your way somewhere. That means there's a peak somewhere and you got to keep going. You got to keep going through the process because you're about to see something happen. And so for me, I feel like that has been my year of just constantly struggling and fighting. And honestly, it's what work feel like. I'm doing work. I'm working, you know what I'm saying, whether it's I'm getting up at 6 or 5, 5 o'clock in the morning to work out at 6 or whether I'm making my day an hour longer by going to therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... And recognizing that you should... All, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you should always be working. Always. Especially especially for yourself. Always. And I feel like this okay, year, sorry. that has been the bulk of my work. It's not just the work at work, but it's the work outside of work and how committed I am to being me and being the best woman that I always envision myself. So for for me, it's that uphill battle. Like, yeah, it's a battle, but honey, you going places. Yeah. I think people are scared to struggle. Which is weird because everybody does. And it's, does, and it's but... weird because that's like the epitome of success. Like, you, you, the most successful people have the largest struggles. Like, I, I wouldn't have picked Oprah's life for me. At the end, I would, but not the beginning. But you know what? But a lot of people don't want to go through that. A lot that's of people are saying. lazy and just want to skip the whole... They want to skip the whole gray area. They want to go from white to black or black to white and skip that whole gray area of the learning process the journey, and the yep. building and it, literally the journey. And they just want to go straight to the stardom or straight to whatever the end goal is. And there's no success without having to overcome something. Right. And like, if you do get it, it's not going to last if you don't overcome exactly. something. Like you have to... You literally have to. I don't care if you are Bill Gates, Diddy. Like, we can name all of these people. They've had to overcome something. And I think because people don't necessarily see it, they just think it's like out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you only really get to know some of the big celebrities when they make it. Right. You don't know them... You don't know most of them in the beginning stages. We ain't you know, know Tiffany Haddish until had Girls like, Trip. <laughs> exactly. Right. But, and then this is when you have to put it in real life perspective for people. Like, and this is this is not to boost my horn, but I only know my story. Like, I didn't just get my certification in February. Like, it wasn't like I just went and took a test. Right. And you passed. That was like, I, and this is come like, I'm not a good studier. Like, I've never been a great student. Um, but I spent... I literally did not talk to people. I did not attend things. Now, granted, on any given day, that could be me because I could be an introvert. Um, but I wasn't doing anything from November to February 15th but studying, sleeping, eating, and going to work. That's it. Like, this shit is not, like, easy. It's, like, legit hard fought. <laughs> and when you put it into this everyday life perspective, because people can get so caught up in, like, I want to be the next Diddy. I want to be the next Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany been doing stand-up for how long before she got Girls Trip, which was in 2017? I don't know. It was a long she was homeless. Yeah. Slept in her car. Like, that's real everyday life shit. You know. And then people would kill me because, like, people think, people say that that's the shit they want to hear. Like, oh my God, I love hearing people, like, overcoming shit. They don't do no, that. you don't. No, you don't. 
And you really don't give a shit about that. He's like, because I still want everything you got except for living in your car. Exactly. exactly. That's not but appealing I, to me. I also think it's a testament to, and I think Diddy had posted something about this the other day, and it's about the people who are around you. And it, nobody gets anywhere on this planet by themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have enough strength to do that within our own abilities. Like, we have to lean on certain people for certain things. And a lot of your biggest blessings come from other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always tell people that. And I told I had to learn that myself, too. Like, God doesn't come down one day and be like, here's your dream job. Like, no, right. you need, he probably going to introduce you to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's different people that you need in the process. And the one thing that even if you're not directly connected to people, and not directly connected, but meaning, like, you're not in constant communication with them, they're still friends and people who I have around me that, it's silent motivation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like, oh, it's these things that they're doing, and I'm just like, I got to level up. And it's not it's, it's not a comparison, but it's like, if they work, and I got to work too, because we from the same caliber. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, you have to have people around you who not only believe in you, but who will speak life into you, and will help you, and who can be a resource to you, while you on your journey too, because you can't go through life alone. That does not work. We're not people, we're not creatures to be alone. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that speaks a lot to your success and the things that you go through. The, my biggest um, example for that is, what's what's her? Oh, Kiana, how dare you forget her name? The princess, the black princess that we have. Megan? Oh, uh, Megan Markle. Yeah, Megan Markle. Her homegirl set her up on a blind date, and now she married into royalty. What? Talk about a team. Okay. What? I'm waiting for one of y'all bitches to do that. Listen, I'm at? waiting. Hello? <laughs> Marco, your eyes open. Courtney, your eyes open. Right. Keep your third eye open, okay? Because y'all got to check your chakras, too. Okay. <laughs> so, I feel like this conversation took a mind of its own, which is what we kind of expected. Um... But I do know that we had a couple of questions, Ken. I didn't know if you wanted to touch on um, a couple of questions that you had listed before we move on. Because we are already in the second second segment. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about next year. Oh, good one. Let's talk about next year. I think next year is a good um, starting point for all of us. We've had a good 2018 and a lot of us were becoming or climbing but what affirmations do you want to hold on tight to next year um, because you posed this question I feel like you might have an idea already so I'm going to let you start Kiana mm, smooth Courtney <laughs> real smooth um, <laughs> I think my I think my top affirmation is going to be that I am worthy. Um, <laughs> that gasp, Courtney. <laughs> I know. Um, just because I, I want to welcome, I want to welcome all my blessings in, and not and not feel like I'm second guessing the great things that are happening in my life because even. If you don't, if you if you if you have one doubt in your mind that you are unworthy of what you have, you're not really going to appreciate it the way that you're supposed to. You're not going to care for it the way you're supposed to, and you're not going to be able to nurture it in the way that you're supposed to because you are worthy of everything that you receive. And so I think that is an affirmation that I will hold on to, and I also want to hold on to 
that I can do it. Just simply like whatever I set my mind to, like I want to know, like you you can do this. It is it is going to be good days and bad days and indifferent, but you can do this and you are worthy of everything that's coming. That's good. Marco, you got an affirmation? Um Yeah, yeah, a little bit to piggyback off of. I usually hate when people say piggyback. I know. <laughs> I feel like people used to say that all the I time at OU. Just had an event like, well, to piggyback and to piggyback. Sorry, go ahead. So definitely to piggyback. Um, Don't worry, because I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> I um. This year was really about self love for me, all around. Um, it was me coming to terms 100% with my sexuality, with my family, my friends, and everything. And that complimented when I say about self-love. Because I can front and say that I was completely comfortable with myself and I was this confident being. But the fact that I didn't have those simple conversations with loved ones that do adore me and genuinely just want the best for me. And I didn't have that confirmation for them. It, I wasn't 100% comfortable and loving myself. It was yeah. always this kind of like, not secret, but just like, not full disclosure. So it was always a half-assed truth for me. And a half-assed truth is never going to be uh, you fully loving yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you lie to yourself, like, I mean, you can lie to anybody. And, like, what's the point of lying to yourself? You have to live with yourself. So even if I'm alone, look at myself in the mirror. Like, why can I not be completely honest with myself and transfer that to my loved ones? Because they do as many things. So the people that support you, the people that love you, the people that make you tick, the people that motivate you, they are a part of your everyday love. They are a part of your self-love. Yeah. And I feel like me including those loved ones, you guys included, and everybody else that, you know, is a piece of that puzzle, really confirmed and really kind of, like, um, built those blocks and really, like, made me love myself even more. So now that I have that chip off my shoulder, and now that I'm completely transparent in the world, and everybody knows (laughs) that I'm gay now. (laughs) Woohoo! I like penis! Marco, Mm -hmm. I just... Not even to cut you off, but you are just such, you are so damn lovable. Like, just to put it in that simple terms, like, you're so easy. And I think that's why I love this opportunity for you, because I really can't see, and granted, I get that there are people, you're not for everybody, nobody is, but I can see why why the masses will love you, because you're just that easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Well, number one, you know I'm bright skinned, so like I'm all red and purple and shit. But shit. <laughs> no, I I love you to death, and I I really received that, and I really um am thankful that you said that because I just wanted to come across as like I don't know, just genuine and authentic. And uh, when it comes to TV, you just never know what's gonna be portrayed. Yeah, and being that I was sensitive on this type of situation with me. Number one, being comfortable with myself and respecting my family and my loved ones and still trying to portray a gay minority male as I wanted to portray him and not 
the gay minority male that society knows. And it's two different things. And when I say what society knows, I don't think that... I think it's very close-minded. I think it's very... The masses think that gay people are one type of deal. And it's nothing to do with feminine and masculine. It's just one type of one mm-hmm. type of vision. When literally, not to be cliche, I mean, it's a rainbow for a reason. It's like we're literally fucking human beings that just are gay. Yeah. That yeah. like the same set. And you know what? And the thing is, gay means so many fucking things. Right. It, and it baffles me. And I think that people are so close-minded to think that like for me, this is just my opinion. For be for somebody to be gay, I think it has to be more of an emotional connection, more than just a physical sexual connection. I don't believe that if somebody just has a sexual encounter with the same sex that they're gay. Actually, I know that's not the truth. Because we're humans, we're sexual beings. Whether you want to believe it or not, people be out you. Okay? So whether you want to be stuck in your little box or not. And I'm not saying stuck in your little box, meaning that's your preference. Preference is something different. I'm talking about you being stuck in a box in your mind that you don't think this shit exists. Or you don't think that this shit is normal. People be out here fucking, okay? <laughs> I wish and I could see my And people be out here guys. fucking like the same sexes. And the thing is, that's everybody's prerogative. That's just, that's their business. It's really about the the emotional connections that people have with each other and the intimacy that they want to elaborate with with one person that really kind of dictates what type of person they are and what their sexuality is or whatever that case may be. And I wanted to approach this situation with confidence and I wanted to approach the situation um, like Marco, like the people that know me before this shit. And it was like, you know what, that... That sounds it. That is Marco. Because you guys know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the added little bonus that if you did not know me, it's kind of like, oh, cool. Oh, shit. Oh, what's that about? <laughs> Are you know what I'm saying? Like, And you can dissect that. And you can ask me anything that you want to ask, but I wanted this transition to be just smooth. And I didn't want it to be fake. And I didn't want it to be fabricated by anything else than what I wanted it to be. Yeah. So... Yeah, this um, it's been a journey. It's been a ride, and uh, I'm enjoying myself. That's good. I'm enjoying my freedom. Yes. So, I appreciate y'all two going first because that's giving me time to figure out what my affirmation is gonna be. Okay. I was looking at the thesaurus and everything, y'all. Like, <laughs> but I decided that my word of affirmation is gonna be covered. Um. And just knowing, and I've always said this, but just knowing that it's already done. And knowing that it's already done, my story is already written. God already has a plan for my life. So I just need to be ready to receive anything that is coming my way. Because it's nothing but the best. Um, And that's across the board. Um, I think in 2019, I plan to, in which I felt like I did a little bit more of that in 2018, is focus on, and not maybe not focus on, but be more open about my love life. Um, I think I've mentioned on the show before, like, you know, I was open to it, but this year I've actively been dating and all of that. Um, so I'm actually, like, excited about that. 
like excited yes. about and when your mind frame changes around anything like that I feel like that's how my doors open for my career I mean if I put and I realize like if I put that same attention or same mindset towards everything else whether it be my business the podcast well that was a word um sorry I'm having a moment as I'm talking um my love life like you can be more willing and open to receive what's already destined for you. And, like, you don't have to fight it as much. And that's not to say that challenges won't come, that there won't be some barriers and some roadblocks. The devil always tries to um, pop up when, when good things are on their way. But I'm good. Like, God did not create me with harm in mind. So... Whatever's to come will come. And I know that I'm covered at the end of the day. So that's my my word of affirmation. Yes, I like that. I have one more question for both of y'all before we go into our wrap-up. And so, Marco, it, it, it really stuck out in my mind when you said that, um, you know, you and Randy both went into the show with a lot more to lose, you know, than everybody else. And this is just a question for all of us to answer. But knowing the risks that we're taking, knowing you know, the sacrifices that we're all making. Um, what do you have to gain next year? Everything. I was about yes. to say the same thing. Everything. You know what? Because if you don't take risks, you're going to be in the same fucking spot that you've been in. It's going to be, you're going to be complacent and you're going to be comfortable and you're going to be scared to take that next step. And it's not all about just moving forward. It's about moving to the left and moving to the right and then moving like slanted and then right. moving. Because life isn't just about like this straight ass road. It's going to be bumps in the road. It's going to be uncomfortable shit. It's going to be like appealing shit that's not good for you, but you're still going to fucking do that shit because it anyway. your tickle. It's going to be everything. So it's just accepting that shit. It's just taking risk and facing your fears because once you do that, you challenge your character, you challenge your boundaries. And then it's kind of like you face that shit. So then when other things come about, you can handle it accordingly. Oh, like, oh, I've been here before. Or I felt like this before. Okay, I know what that role leads to. I'm good. I'm not about to do that shit. I'm about to go this way. Or I'm about to go that way. And it's just that I'm just, I receive and I accept anything that's going to come to my life. Because I know that based off my upbringing, I know that based off the decisions that I've made from birth up until now that I am going to be prepared for it. And if I'm not prepared for it, I will prepare myself for it when it comes. So, holla at me when you come at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that, I will say the same thing in terms of, like, I have everything to gain. And not that I'm going to gain everything in 2019. Right. But, everything that I do want, some sort of preparation for it will happen in 2019. It always will. Like, every year, something, you know, something will happen to get you to that point right. of whether it's whatever forced it is or that not. you're trying to attain. <laughs> right. Whether it's forced or not. And so I have everything to gain. I feel like I have love to gain romantically in both, you know, friendship. I have more things to gain in my career. Um, th there's just so much. And I feel like there's so many things that I also haven't even considered. Where it's just like, the, like you just got to open your mind to so much. Like, I I feel 
very blessed to say that I'm in a career and a job that I love. Like, there are challenges every day, absolutely. Um, But I cannot see myself doing anything else. Like, as a career. Like, from you know, from a 9 to 5 standpoint. I couldn't see myself doing anything else. But there's still so much more out there to get. Every single day. And I feel like... It's all out there. It's all out there. You just got to decide if you want it. And and that's part of what 2018 has been for me. Is like, I decided I wanted it. Absolutely. I'm going to piggyback. Take it day by day. Yeah. Day by day Cause, is Because stuff is going to change. Because what I think I want may not be what's in store for me. And that could be good, bad, or indifferent. It could change along the way. But it's mostly changing because of what I thought it would be or what I thought it should be. Yeah. But again, I'm covered because God already has a plan. So that's already mapped out. I just have decisions to make. Right. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. It like is. you said, there's going to be times where it's going to be like, I'm going to do that thing. Mm. I thought about something the other day. I'll tell y'all that after we um, <laughs> done recording. <laughs> I could do that thing that I know I should not do. And well, it I'm may, re- it. but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And yeah. I know. That it may, may redirect my course. But it may it and may I'm, be the perfect alignment that you need. This one ain't, but it may but in other situations. Not that you said not this one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and now this but you know, you're absolutely right. Where it's just like it may be the alignment. That's why I said good, bad, or indifferent. Cause I could be the quote unquote bad thing and it still work out for my good. You know, I was talking to somebody about that um, recently, actually a few times where it's just like, especially growing up where we grew up, um, it's like there's there's so much favor over my life because I've made decisions and some decisions haven't been the greatest decisions and some uh-huh. even worse than some of the other people who are doing, you know, a lot less better than I am. You know what I'm saying? That's no judgment to them, but there's a favor over my life. And it's evident, you know what I'm saying? Because I could have been in those situations and no matter what I've chosen, God has still decided to look out for me. God has still decided to give me favor and grace and say, I know that you've done wrong, but I still need you in this certain area because there's favor in you. I need you here. And I'm just so grateful for that every day. And next year, I mean, just to piggyback off of what y'all said, of course, we have everything to gain. But the one thing I really want to try to break and really try to levitate in is losing this mentality of insanity. And shout out to the read because words do mean things. Because insanity means to do things over and over again with the same expectation. And I'm just asking God to just break those things and let me do them in different ways so that I can break this level of insanity and know that I have different levels to go to because I can't keep operating in the same space asking for different results. It won't work. And it hasn't been working. And that's something that we all get caught in. We all have different levels of insanity. We all have different things that we go in and we repeat constantly and hope for things to change. And that's that's not that's not that's not a recipe for success. No. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so I think that next year I just want to receive everything that's outside of that insane realm that I've put myself on that on that rabbit hole of, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like trying, trying, trying. It's like, no, nah, dog, try differently. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. try try this way, try that way, and feel good about it, even when you're uncomfortable. Like, get get comfortable being uncomfortable. Nobody's comfortable being uncomfortable. You ain't the only one that's shook. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't the only one that's 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 treading, you know, light waters right now. So, I want to get into that rhythm, especially for 2019. That was good, y'all. That was great. You better get out of my face with that word, Keanu. <laughs> you just spoke to me. I'm all in your grill. We elevated each other. I was going to say, I think we are sharing some words. This might be in my top five favorite episodes. Yes. You know, I expected this, though. Not that my expectation was like, because I never want to get disappointed by having my expectations too high. But us three together, like, it was no doubt. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I was scared because I'm a very scattered person. Like, I'm very organized, but when it comes to conversations, my text messages, my phone conversations, I'm very just scattered when it comes to just, like, everything. Like, we'll talk about one topic, but then I'll jump over here and be like, oh, but my, my pinky toe hurt. But, you know, the sky was blue today. <laughs> but, you know, like, God is, like, great. And I'm like, did I tell you I ate chicken today? Like, I just be all over the place. So, I hope it all, like, came together. But I do want to say... I, being that I know you guys and I've met you guys before, bitches love brunch. I'm very proud of you guys. Oh, thank it you. It takes balls to kind of put yourself out there and mm-hmm. do something outside of what pays your bills. And Marco, look at me dead in my eye because he know I don't like some of this shit. <laughs> I know, I know, but I know. I'm really trying to tell you this because I'm really am proud of you guys and you've been consistent with it. This is episode what thirty six, yeah. and that's an accomplishment. You guys do this shit out of your own time that don't pay your bills and that Mm -hmm. shit just a lot of people take that shit for granted because a lot of people are not going to do that a lot of people have all these ideas in their head and all these like aspirations and dreams as minute as they could be or big as they could be they're not acting on it it's just a dream and a thought and if it's a dream and a thought that's all it's ever going to be and you got to take the first step to make that motherfucker rock, man. You only got one life, so live that motherfucker, and you guys are doing it. And I am proud to be a part of episode 36 to end Yay. off 2018. And look, keep on doing what you're doing because you guys are going to be great. Yes. We were destined to be great before, since the bricks are OU. <laughs> but now, since we talking shit and everybody right. knows yeah. bitches love brunch. <laughs> I'm going to let you know I'm going to own it. And I received this, that we are going to be great in 2019 as well. So, kudos to you guys. Thank you. Well, damn. Y'all getting emotional over here. <laughs> do we even need to do a tip? So, like, like, I feel like we've been drinking and I'm in the alley at OU. We having a moment. We... Oh, that's yeah, what those look like. <laughs> yes. Or when you pull somebody into the bathroom at 1901. Yes. That's when you know it's real. Yeah. I'm like, step into my room. We need to oh, talk. You be in like, the middle okay. of the party? In the middle. Uh, yeah, that was real. Um, I've decided I know what my tip is. All right. Thank you, Marco. For sure. Um, we are honored to have you here as well. I feel like even though Kiana is a few hundred miles away. Just a few. That you are right here in this room. Um, feels like old time, so I'm grateful for this moment. Yes. All right. Who has a brunch spot? Oh, I do. Oh. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so 
you guys, I am in Atlanta right now, and today I took my talents and my family. I didn't take them. I didn't pay for everybody. Just want to let you know that. But um, I, my family accompanied me to Papado's brunch. So there's only one Papado's in Atlanta who has a brunch, and it's all it's all the way in Alpharetta. And I'm saying all the way because my mother lives in Lithonia, and it's about 45 minutes away. But that's typical travel time in Atlanta. But it's far. Um, y'all, they had a brunch buffet. That sounds so good. A full brunch buffet at Papa Do's. Yeah. Yo, I I went in today with some smoked salmon, some waffles. Um, it was it was just too much. These grits that they had, they were like these Cajun grits. It was amazing. So if you're in Atlanta, um, the greater Atlanta area, if you see fit to travel through the traffic and whatever else Atlanta things you got to go through to get there, go to Papa Do's for brunch. All right. You got any brunch well, spots this week? Hey. For Atlanta, a brunch spot, um, I've been told that this spot is dope. It's called Negril Village. Ooh. Okay. So if you are in Atlanta, which, no, let me stop. Kiana, you are in Atlanta right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should check out Negril Village. That's N-E-G-R-I-L Village. I heard it's um a dope spot. Has an upstairs and downstairs, and I was definitely recommended to host something there in the future. So, just you know, putting that out there. Yes. So my brunch spot is one that I have not been to yet, um, but it's called What the Waffle. It's here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. So if you've been there, let me know. Um, I think it's fairly new. It's in the Old Town East area. And I want to say that it's black-owned, but I need to find out for sure, so don't quote me. But if you've been there, let me know, cause, and let me know what you would recommend, because okay. I'm excited to try it. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've, I've been to any new brunch spots. Okay. All right. I'm going to brunch for you. Please do. Here, and, and then for my New Year's trip. I got you, boo. Wait, where are you going again? I'll be in Charlotte. It's one of our other mutuals friends' thirtieth birthday. We'll talk about that out, um, when we hang up. I was gonna say, should I meet you there? No, Listen, you okay. should. I wish. Okay, so moving on. We'll talk about that off air. Who has tips? Actually, we should all have tips. But Marco, do you have any tips? First? Who do you want to shout out? Who do you want to give a kudos to? We typically assign a certain amount of. Tip two. So, can I have multiple? You can. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, First of all, I want to shout out Randy B. Um, My baby. That's my dude. We went through this journey together. Um, That's my boy, man. Like that's my best friend. That's my lover. And um, he was there with me throughout this whole thing to give me the courage to love myself. Like that I was saying mm-hmm. earlier, this whole journey has been about loving myself, and he has been accompanying me and supporting that. So I have to shout out to him. Come on, Randy. Um, yeah, that's my boy. I can't wait for y'all to meet him. Like he's cool people. Um, and also, I want to shout out myself. Is vain? Is that and like? Nope. No, no, it ain't vain. Shout out myself because I have grown. Like you guys really don't understand. I have grown so much this year just kind of 
battling my fears and just the little voice in my head. The little voice in my head has been my biggest fucking enemy. And I've been wanting to square up with this motherfucker ever since. <laughs> but I got respect for him. Because <laughs> so I had to come to a happy medium and know how to communicate with him and know how to tame him and know how to um, bring him out when he's supposed to be brought out and really tuck him in when he's supposed to be tucked in. So shout out to myself because I feel like I've really grown into a mature adult. And um, I'm ready for next steps and new opportunities to make them my complete bitch. So, yeah, shout out to me. All right. Kiana, who are your tips for? So, my tips this week, you know, I low-key want to take that tip to myself, too, but I won't even take that from you. That's dope. Um, Take that, take that. But my tips this week, I'm going to give a 100% tip. To Senators Camilla Harris, Cory Booker, and Tim Scott from the great state of California. Um, because recently, um, they well, they introduced a bill to make lynching a federal crime in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so, time. currently in the year of 2018, I just want to thank them for still holding that charge to know what's right and what's wrong, especially for our people. Um, and not to mention, those are all black senators. Um, but just to make sure that our people have laws that are built to protect us, hopefully, <laughs> um, and to secure, you know, our our freedom to live freely here in this country. And so I just want to thank them for that because that means a lot. And me personally, I've had family members who were lynched. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that, that means the world to me. So I just want to thank them and they get my tip for this week. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, I mean, yo, but America's trash, seriously. 2018, yeah, America's trash. Let's just we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, yes, I have two tips. Um, this week, my first one is going to be two bitches love brunch Ew. after Marco's just like boost and words of affirmation and. His um, pride and just everything that we've been doing. I felt like we deserve that tip. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give us a 50% tip. Um, because I know we celebrated our anniversary in August slash September. Um, but this is still like a full completion of a calendar year. Um, and we saw different things from different aspects. So shout out to us for that. Yeah. My second tip is going to be to my family, um, and that's going to be a hundred percent tip. Um, we celebrate Kwanzaa every year, and I think the older each each year we do it. I think I missed it last year, but each year that we do it, um, I'm more and more grateful for it. My sister and I kind of have a joke. For most people, y'all know that I actually grew up in Twinsburg. We are originally from the east side of Cleveland. Um, but I grew up in Twinsburg. And my sister is always like, how you end up so black? <laughs> like, you, my DNA book. <laughs> a real nigga made right, it. It's in, it's in my DNA. And she was like, because, like, you know, I was the one that spent the most time in Twinsburg. But um, she's like, I just don't understand. I was like, it's that 131st of miles. It was, I was born into it. But... 
my family has never allowed me to forget my roots. Um, and they've always made made sure that I knew it in some fashion because we don't have that privilege of knowing where from in Africa we're from. Um, but we pass down stories year after year, day after day, um, of just our ancestors. Um, and so that, that day after Christmas, the first day of Kwanzaa, we make sure that we are always together, um, just celebrating each other, celebrating our heritage, um, celebrating our accomplishments from the year. I mean, it really just helps me to remain grounded and just remember where I'm from and that even though I can't pinpoint from the motherland, (laughs) where we come from but like just know that that's that's like you were born of kings and queens so i just always thought that was dope and i'm actually looking forward to it this year i mean i always do but after missing a year it's like okay i'm ready to get back to that so shout out to my family for for always keeping me black <laughs> Seriously, and that is a perfect transition. Of we should go to Africa this right year, in 2019. You're right, right, you're right. We were talking about that on the break, y'all. Okay, I got you're one right. more tip. I forgot. <laughs> okay, I want to give a 30 percent tip to one of my favorite people who I admire. There's not a lot of people I admire. It's a very strong word I use, but I want to give a 30 percent tip to Ellen DeGeneres for dancing to back that ass up. <laughs> intro music and that is everything to me ellen her story literally moves me to tears she is somebody i truly admire and i think she is one of my living heroes but um to see and she was she was getting it though like she literally was backing that ass she was killing it so that she took that leg out i lost it ellen looked back at it she did she smacked it a couple times forever invited to the cookout Always. That's cousin Ellen. Always. That's cousin Ellen Always. for sure. So yeah, I yeah, just I was to gonna that. post that and tag her. Please like, do yes, still. She's the bomb. Please and thank you. Okay. Well, Kiana, you wanna give them the social media? If you are looking for us on Instagram, you can find us at bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Rate, like, and review us. Um, also, Marco, where can they find you on social media? Right on. So you can find me on all social all social media platforms at at underscore M Guapo, which is at underscore M G U A P. Oh, hit up the kid, get used to this face, because I'm about to fuck the world up, boy. <laughs> no, I'm telling y'all, go look at him. He fine. I'm trying to tell. Yeah. It's not even an, under, it's not nice even an understatement. At. He's nice on the eyes. <laughs> he, done, he done put a little put a little meat on them bones yes. since I first met him. You know, Marco, I always describe you. I'm like, Marco has the essence of Prince. Like, no matter what sex you are, you have to understand that that is just a beautiful person. And you have to respect yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll receive. Okay. All right. All right. All right, y'all. Marco's starting to feel himself. Marco, thank you for um, being on the show. Thanks for kicking it with us. We love you so much. We wish you all the best and pray for you that everything that you hope for is going to come to fruition. And Kiana, have fun there in Atlanta. Yes. Say hello to the family. Yes, I will. And we'll see y'all in a couple weeks. All right. Bye, y'all. Happy New Year. Bye.
Mwah!